It's episode 1098, and it's a relevant podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us, normally she's in Nashville, but uh, today she's in Dallas, uh, our, our very own downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. All right, and big news, big news. Y'all know last episode uh, was the end of the Jamie Ivey era. Uh, She's going on to bigger and better things. She's going to school and everything. And we told you that we would be announcing our new cast member on this show. So please welcome from Los Angeles, California, one act of of, uh, Social Club Misfits. It's Marty. Hey, man. Hey, what's going on? I'm really glad that the person before me went to ITT Tech, so now I can have this job. This is great. Yeah. She's going to get her dental, right? She said dental degree. HVAC repair. I, I'm not going to lie. I was actually hoping for Fern, but... Uh, you know. Oh, oh man. Well, he does have a better voice. He's got a way better voice. Shots fired. Um, I have to answer it like a, like it's a political debate. Like, this is like the the debate. You know, it's like, he has a way better the compliment. He's got a way better voice than me. You're probably right, but... Also taxes and stuff. <laughs> Thank you for having me, and I'm excited. Hopefully, we don't get sued, guys. Yeah, let's not get sued. Fingers crossed. We, when you got the call, tell us. Tell us what went through your head. We want to, you know, was it? <laughs> yeah, did, was when it? You got called up to the big league. Like what was it like? Did it feel like drafting? <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like, hey, um, the last time you were on the episode, legal had something to tell because of some uh, of the things you said. Yeah. Um, do you have a quick call? Five minutes, HR. Who's <laughs> um, but then Cam was like, hey, man. Um, also, you know, would love to have. I mean, it means a lot. I like. I love doing this. It's awesome. I yeah, mean, we have fun this with is you. the coolest thing in the world. Awesome. The best podcast in the world, baby. All right, there you go. We're, we're stoked to have you, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we have a great show in store for you. Coming up later, we talked to King's Kaleidoscope. They have a new album that just came out. Uh, it's awesome. Like, they, if you aren't on King's Kaleidoscope, you need to. They are, they're an amazing group. Um, they're crazy. Also, at the end of the show, we have uh, your feedback. But stay tuned. Up next, it's Relevant Buzz. You're listening to The Killers. It's our new single, Your Side of Town. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Relevant Buzz. All right, tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week, Emily. Yeah, the first thing I want to talk about is this interesting new trend among Gen Z. This new poll found that 52% of young adults see moderate drinking, which is drinking one to two drinks a day, as unhealthy. Mm. 
Uh, and that's a big jump from just five years ago in 2018 when only 34% of young adults felt that way. So an 18% jump in five years. Yeah, wait, wait, wait until you're an adult. An adult. Our <laughs> <laughs> adults, okay. Some of them, uh, but but again, like no. to be fair, to be fair, they're not wrong. No one's suggesting it's healthy, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, it's, yeah. like, it's like I, I could say, well, you know, I have only have ice cream. I only have ice cream four times a week. You know, that, that's it's it's what's how unhealthy. It's a spectrum of unhealthiness, is I think yeah, what but, they're you know. But but thirty four percent five years ago said it was unhealthy and now 52% say it's unhealthy so it's like change it their thoughts about yeah. drinking are changing you know what, you I mean? know what else yeah. is unhealthy mm-hmm. ice cream what ice cream is is awful la 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 you know why can I, can I tell you why I think this is the reason can I tell you why I think this generation this is just me being from California who knows I'm you know hippie tie dye you know we're over here yeah I think that this generation is doing more weed and there's so much more access to it and it doesn't make you die when you drive uh, in it not saying that that's what I'm doing but I'm just telling you that is one of the reasons why there's so many I mean there's so much there's a whole market for it and you know I'm guessing that more likely that that's accessible um, you're probably able to get that and it's you know if you're 18 you just go get it that's it and it's you know liquor is different liquor it makes you fatter I don't know but I just think that I was reading that the other day in a different article about how this generation's choosing to do like more a THC products than like drink so that yeah that is one of the reasons like as um, just other alternatives have become available for Meth. relaxing. Okay. What do they call it now? They call it, there's a name out here in LA. They call it um, applied science. They say, yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm oh. doing, they call it, that's like the, that's like the nickname for mushrooms. It's like applied science. <laughs> I was going to say, that feels more what's like, what's that? Rash- what they call it, okay. Rashana. They call that those mushrooms. They call them like Rashada. Those, uh, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Rashonda Rashan- or something? Oh, yeah. you Are you speaking in tongues? Oh, you sound Pentecostal. Ashwagandha. I'm speaking in tongues over here. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that's another thing. You know, it's funny. My pastor uh, this weekend talked about it. Um, what's it called? Uh, Erwin Mc, McManus uh, of uh, in, in Mosaic, he was talking about it, how people like go up to him all the time and say, I had the best spiritual experience on doing those mushrooms. And so I just feel like people are branching out into different things, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely yeah. seems like different substances are more accessible and more accepted than than, you know, previous generations where it was just, you know, Sneaking some some beers or whatever, you know what I mean? Sneaking like, a beer, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Marty, I, I I noticed something when you were talking. You said you know you're from California. You've lived there about two no, and a half. No, weeks. no, I'm not. I'm not. Now I'm from here. Now here. Now I'm here. Are, now. I'm from Florida. You're, you're not from, from New York, actually. <laughs> All right. Then I'm from Miami. Then I'm from California. I right. always have a place in in Miami, Florida, baby. All right. Okay. Also, aren't you guys getting hit with a hurricane on in Florida? You guys, there is oh, literally yeah. a hurricane happening outside right now. Yeah. So if, I just if, I, about if that. I go away, if I go away, it's because my power got cut out by the hurricane. So just oh, oh it's God. coming you know? all the way Wait, up I to Orlando. We were... It's uh, it's outside right now. It's like oh. I mean, it didn't directly hit us. It hit north of us, but they're <clears> huge, <throat> and so you get the weather. I mean, within hundreds of miles, you know. So. Yeah, stuff's blowing around outside. Trees are sideways. Yeah, that is, that yeah. explains why like your connection makes you look three. like Wreck-It Ralph. There you go. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Wreck it, Ralph. Oh, oh, while oh, while yeah. Derek okay. said that, Cam is like slowing down. I don't know if anybody sees that. Like he's not moving. He's like <laughs> because of the the connection. I'm gonna wreck yeah. it. <laughs> no, we were talking about the hurricane this morning because um, you know there's a couple people on staff that are from Florida. One of the guys was like, "I slept through it," and that is the most like Florida oh, yeah, thing yeah, I can ever think of. Of like, I slept through the hurricane. Yeah. My bad. We love we love overnight hurricanes because it's like you wake up and it's over. You're like, it's great. Yeah, and if the power goes out, you don't even know. Marty, did you get hit with the yeah, hurricane I earthquake? Did. Hurricane in an earthquake. The hurricane last earthquake. week. The yeah. hurricane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was like waiting for uh, Tara Reid to come out because it just felt like you know Sharknado, which is in all his movies. <laughs> I was like, where's Tara Reid? Where is she? You know, because so uh, yeah, we had a hurricane, Rehab. which was just heavy rain. <laughs> messed up uh, so we had the hurricane and then an earthquake which was just small but it was a little shaker and I was like what is going on here it just felt like Omega Code was coming to life you know like it just felt like one of those old movies from Jesus was gonna come back or so where's Kirk Cameron I don't know I don't know where he is so being a Floridian living in Cali on a scale of 1 to 10 how like how comparable were the earthquakes or the hurricanes to like a hurricane or, like, yeah, the, or, like earthquake hurricane the hurricane, yeah. yeah. How what, the like, hurricane? Were yeah. You, were, I mean, were you hur- like I've seen this before? This is nothing, or were you like? Yeah, oh, this yeah. Is Everyone's serious. asking me like I was the like the resident like veteran. <laughs> like they kept asking me like, hey, so what do we do? Do we need sandbags? I'm like, no, we don't. They're like, I was like, you know, let's get gas. And anyone in Florida knows you get water and gas. That's like the first two yeah. things you do in Florida. And no one was getting water and no one was getting gas. So I was like, all right, I guess it's not a it's not a problem because no one because no one out here knew what to do. So mm-hmm. and then the, the the hurricane was. Uh, like not a big deal for us. It was more for like San Diego and, and other parts, but the earthquake hit us and that was weird because that was like, you know, you're doing this for a second you you have to stay between the 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 the, wind, the, the door, you know, the door hinge like this and uh, it was like two minutes and we were fine. Yeah. Oh my the only God. thing that can make it worse is, is Volcano. I feel like yeah, that's one. Yeah, yeah. That would be the volcanoes worst. Volcanoes <laughs> in the spectrum of natural, dis- <laughs> of natural disasters, volcanoes don't get a lot of love. Like when I was a kid. That's a pretty bad I, one, yeah. And, yeah, I, and, and like the spe- like my, if I had a hierarchy of things that are like, these are reasonable fears. It's like the John Mulaney thing. It's like when I was a kid, I thought quicksand was going to be a much bigger problem as an adult <laughs> right. than it right, actually right. is. Like I never sure. yeah. but, but in my mind as a kid, it's like, ugh. Volcanoes, man. But we, I, but before I tr- book travel, I have to make, I have to ensure there's no volcanoes. Because in my mind, as as like you know, an eight year old that watches cartoons, you're like, there's a near certainty yeah. that I'm going to need to dodge lava at some point. Every video game, if you yeah. grew up like in the 80s and 90s, jumping through. Your main obstacle was avoiding lava, and it was just like I think it just I think it, it was I think it penetrated the heads of a generation that's like guys, you know, there's probably going to be lava pits just opening up everywhere and and rivers of lava that we're going to have to avoid. It is the primary plot point and objective of most games that I've played as a child. So you know, at least we don't have that to contend with. You know. At least. At least. All right. It. What else you have, Emily? Okay. You know that like sort of joke about how millennials are like disrupting every industry, like well, ten know, years ago, industry, yeah, avocado industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was always this thought that like Gen Z was going to continue that, but it turns out AI is actually disrupting the industry, and a lot of people are just ignoring it. Um, what's interesting is a new report found that. 48% of companies have already replaced at least one worker fully with AI, oh, wow. uh, if not more. 
um, since it became available last year. And more are obviously expected to follow. But what's insane is there's another report coming out that a majority of people are not worried about AI taking over their job. And they're just kind of like sticking their head in the sand saying, you know, I'm going to be fine. I can't be replaced. But there is legitimate data saying that you could be replaced by AI, or at the very least, you could be replaced by a human who's willing to work with AI and use it in some capacity. I, I will say, like, the, the, it's like my job got replaced by AI, and then someone else's job now is to go back and confirm that the AI was good. <laughs> like, that's the other thing. Like, anytime yeah. I use AI, it's like, all right, it did the job for us. Uh, you know, there's a couple things you might want to go back and check. And by the time you get done fixing what the AI did, you're like, I may have just been able to do this with my human intent. Right. Don't I'm tell not, anybody. <laughs> listen, it'll probably get better. I mean, recent, uh, you know, I was in a, you know, working on a project. We replaced a voiceover position for for AI voiceover because you can you can find any voice you want. You can there's a, there's a voice cloning software that yeah. we were making like a sample of a product, and instead of hiring you know a voiceover actor, we just had it. So there are th- applications. It's like yeah, that, that works better. But there's also stuff that's like don't worry, ChatGDP or what, whatever can can knock this out. And then you're like, all right, well I noticed an error in the first uh, uh, hundred words here. Someone's yeah. gonna have to go through this with a fine tooth comb. So again, like I, I, I think AI is going to be extremely valuable. But when it comes to replacing entire jobs, I think there are jobs that are vulnerable. But there are other ones that I think we just got to figure out how an efficient way to apply this. I don't think it's as much of a magic bullet in every scenario as some people kind of assume. You know, what do you think is the first job that got taken out by AI? Probably like publicist, right? Service. Publicist. Customer service. Everyone's like, write me a bio. Right, everyone's like writing bios and stuff. I feel mm-hmm. like that was like the first thing. Maybe a little bit. I, I customer think customer service. service. What, where, I, I think that's what's online. Well, I mean, think the about chat it. bots. Yeah, like, like, like it's AI now. There's not a human over there solving your tech issues. It's or, terrible right. too. It that's is. AI. Like, I don't even know. They have like real voices. Service. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Online then, customer I, service. Yeah, man. that's what's crazy. Is like a lot of people have used AI for years. They just didn't think about it or they didn't weren't really aware of it. But yeah, like anytime you go to a customer service and you need help if they push you to a chat bot you're talking it's to AI, AI. Yeah. you can tell right away so because it's not so a hold on so okay this is this is this is where we, we need to talk about the real subject is how do they make these voices like this they're almost stereotypical in in like voice like I thought a Puerto Rican guy was helping me on when I was at bestbuy.com and I think it was AI like, do they have Dude. voices of like nationalities and stuff like that? Like oh, the yeah. guys, yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. So the but guys are like a smoking yeah. Puerto Rican guy. Like he was like, hello, I got like he was he was like a whole thing. And well, I'm like, they're making voices. This is person. actually not my voice. I use. Well, AI the guy was voice. the guy was a little too professional for being a human. Like he was like saying words, and I'm like, you would never. So I'm like thinking maybe mm. AI. It's a big part of the actor strike right, right now because studios figured yeah. out that they have extras or they have you know these actors and then they have enough footage and voice to then perpetuate that character forever and not pay the actor. Yo, so like especially crazy. cartoons and stuff like yeah. that. So that's one of the strike issues is is the role of AI in compensation. So if wow. you have my in, image and likeness and 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 voice. You don't own that, you know. Like that's what they're negotiating about right now. So yeah, and I think there's a degree of inevitability, right? Like people, it's like, look, when when the locomotives came along, stagecoach drivers were out of the job, you know, and then all of a sudden people had cars, and now locomotive captains. 
the technology is is going to evolve. But the other thing too is like there's going to be jobs in making and creating AI AI applications. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So like it's not like someone has to be behind the scenes, you know, creating this stuff as well. Like it, it is just one of those things. Anytime there's any sort of technological innovation that's going to make a current standard antiquated, people who work in those, you know, you know, roles that are now being, uh, you know, kind of made no longer relevant are going to be upset, but it's just the nature of technological uh, evolution. It's like I said, someone has to make the AI. There's going to be jobs at AI companies. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you can't just have McDonald's making you a burger. You have to have somebody watching that machine to make sure that they didn't give you too many pickles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But instead of having 10 workers, it's going to be one worker and, it's very Oompa Loompa-ish, right? It's very chocolate yeah. factory-ish. One person to a bunch of like Oompa, and the Oompa Loompa is like AI, and then you have that one person watching everyone, making sure that's taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yes, but Oompa Loompas really are exactly like <laughs> yeah. well, I was like, I like oh, wow. <laughs> Where are you going with this? I don't wow. even know. Wow. This is my first day. I'm sorry. Just, uh... <laughs> All right, what else do you have, Emily? Uh, last thing is uh, Lauren Daigle is coming out with the second half of her self-titled album. She released the first half in March. <sighs> um, we actually spoke to her about it in the summer issue of Relevant. What? what? Marty, what's kidding. that reaction? I'm just kidding. The second half, she wasn't happy with the first successful blossoming, like this <laughs> huge successful album. It's like Taylor Swift, you know, she has her anti-hero, but now anti-hero too is like. It's just success on success, just green lights the whole way. I love it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Good for you, Lauren. It Good is. Good for beautiful. you. She's so famous. They call her Lauren. Da- they don't call her Lauren. They call her Lauren Daigle everywhere she goes. That's how famous she is. First and last name. Is that the sign? That of is fame? the sign. When, of they, fame. Come, when they use both your that. names, it's on. Yeah. If they if they use both your names, it's on. So she One is name, famous. You still the homie. People use Two my- names. If you start walking around, they start calling you Emily Brown. They call her downtown, so it's like a nickname well, people, on top, I think, right? Like, yeah. Well, people do call me Emily Brown because there's a lot of Emilys, so they got to clarify uh, okay. which one they're okay, talking okay, to. I don't, okay. I don't think it's a fame thing. <laughs> I don't but know. I'm going to tell myself famous. now because I'm famous. You're pretty famous to me. All right, so Lauren Daigle, new album coming out next week. Uh, yeah, we actually do have a song that um, she's released from the album. We can play it now. Because even when your heart is breaking and you've gone and lost your way, you're, you're gonna be okay. All right, well, there you go. And actually, she's gonna be on the podcast next week to, uh, you know, you can't roll out the second half of your album without coming on the relevant podcast and tell yeah. people about it. Exactly. I think Drake's dropping the same week, so good luck, you know? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Same He'll also be on our podcast. <laughs> He'll be yeah. on the podcast okay. next week as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. That'll do it for Relevant Buzz. Uh, check out relevantmagazine.com every weekday. We're recovering the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between. Thanks, Emily. All right, stay tuned up next. King's Kaleidoscope joins us. Listening to Hannah Ede, the song is Weird.
hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Well, our guest today is Chad Gardner from King's Kaleidoscope. King's is one of our favorite bands, and they just recently dropped an incredible album called King's Kaleidoscope. Uh, He sat down with Emily to tell us about how the album came together and how they stay focused on a message of hope. Here's part of our conversation with King's Kaleidoscope. I'm excited to talk with you about your new album. How do you feel now that it's out? I suppose with every album release, I feel kind of relieved. It's like, it's like there's seeming, you know, infinite amount of decisions that go into making an album. Um, There's so many creative decisions. There's so many decisions about the release, the timing, the schedule, the just everything. And then, once it's streaming around the world and it's out there and alive, there's no more of those decisions to make. <laughs> and so it feels very freeing, uh, maybe in a kind of a simple way, but in a very real way. It's like, all right, I'm, I, am, I am free from this, this thing that has, you know, uh, been all consuming for years. It's just done. It's over now. It feels great. Awesome. Yeah, it it's got to feel weird too. Like like you said, like spending years on this, and then just the day arrives, and it's like it's here, it's out here. And uh, and then you know, like a week later, Spotify will tell you that only like sixteen percent of your followers have listened to it, and you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> it's always like that, you know. It's like, all right, cool. Um, it's interesting, like the artists, like that y'all do have to like play this game in order to, to get your music out there. For the first time. We were sitting in an airport. We just played a festival in, um, like, north of Boston, the week that the album came out. And I was thinking about all of this, like, gosh, like all of our peers and like all of like our, you know, like my friends, they're playing this game, which is basically all of your like industry value is your monthly listener count on Spotify, which is a pretty narrow thing like you can have a lot of people listening to you for a single but they may listen less hours which is actually how you get paid you get paid off the amount of hours that people stream your music we've always been a band that has people listening to our music over and over and over again like we make deep albums but not necessarily like broad brush like pop music nothing that's wrong with that at all but anyways all this to say i was just sitting there like i just i don't think i'm gonna play this game this round and just off the cuff I put a, dropped a Dropbox link to our album for all of our fans like a week before it came out. <laughs> I just said, anybody who's coming to see our tour, just send a screenshot of your ticket to like our like uh, text sort of thread that like my wife and I run, and we'll just send you a Dropbox link. So we leaked our own album to our fans because <laughs> I just I just thought like 
this is dumb. Like we have a we have like a great, awesome like cult thing going with King's Kaleidoscope, and all of our fans are so diehard. Why not just like take care of them before we take care of like a statistic? You know that's so ambiguous. Okay, well, going back to the actual album, I did want to ask, like, what would be sort of like a message or theme that ties this project together? So, basically, uh, the last two to three years, the the band has been started actually kind of during the pandemic, but we would sort of like uh, huddle up at what we call we called it Camp Kaleidoscope up here in Washington, and have these sort of these writing camps where we would um, just honestly jam. We would, uh, we'd work on serious songs. We'd also just go out and like, you know, try to play as many genres as we could in like one hour and then go jump in the pool. Like just, just have fun. Right. And um, you know, this is during sort of like the, the, the COVID era where there, you know, people were really isolated and, um, things weren't really open yet necessarily. And we were kind of like basically creating a bubble, uh, you know, a couple times a year. And, um, so what ended up happening is we just created a ton of stuff. And last year we thought we had an album and we had the idea of before we release it, let's go tour it. Let's everything's been locked down. Everything's open. Let's just perform the album live for a month and then see how we feel afterwards. And so we did that. We we went out and toured the country. It was the biggest tour we'd ever done. And we played 30 minutes of brand new music right in the middle of the show every night, which was a wild experiment. Um, it was very cool. But uh, yeah, it was, it was also re- very revealing because about halfway through the tour, I kind of knew, all right, we have two albums here. We actually like the songs are like very clearly two things. And one of those things is in that isolating time where everybody's back at home. I was seriously wrestling with just trying to like get at the root of like lifelong anxiety disorder. And, um, you really trying to pull it apart. And I ended up making one album out of that baptized imagination and that's really is kind of like my narrative of that time and me sort of facing myself and God in that. And it's a it's a difficult album, but with a lot of surrender and hope at the end of it. And then we had once that album came out about a year ago after the tour, we still had all these other songs. And it was like, man, the rest of this batch of songs is almost awkwardly fun. Like, where did these come from during this time? Right. And uh, and I we realized that these are the pockets of joy that we had together while everybody was sort of at home facing their demons the last couple of years. We would fly in, we'd hang out at Camp Kaleidoscope. Like I said, we would go to the studio and just 
all right, how many genres can we play in one hour and then we're gonna go play basketball, you know, or whatever, go make dinner. Like we would, ha we would have a lot of fun. And so it became uh, clear that this album, the self-titled album was self-referencing to the fact of this is how our band um, encourages each other. The songs are very like interpersonal. They're not sort of like me and God wrestling with faith in like very dramatic gestures like a lot of our albums are. These are like lighthearted songs of encouragement or songs of deep encouragement like to each other. And um, and there, there's like a pressure valve release in a lot of the music too where it's just very free and, um, and communal. So that's sort of how we ended up with these two albums out of the same period. You know, obviously one we released last year, Baptized Imagination, and then now this self-titled album, which, yeah, just really references the way that the band interacts with each other and encourages each other. I love that. And I, I love hearing how that came together because I always think it's interesting when a band puts out a self-titled album, especially after they've like already had a few projects because I feel like, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but it makes sense, like you said, like that these are just sort of like a a reflection of like your time together and like mm -hmm. your encouragement with each other. Um, yeah. I did kind of actually want to go back to um, Baptized Imagination because you said something that um, for me as a fan, what I've always really enjoyed about y'all is you have these deep emotions, but you always find a way yeah. to like find hope in them. Um, mm -hmm. even if it seems impossible, like it just, there's, they're very hope filled. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people really need right now is just like acknowledging the emotions that are heavy and weighed down, but still being able to find hope. Um, and I'd really just love to know, like, how do you personally keep hope alive in your life? It is interesting that, uh, that our music really, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of like wrestling in it and there's a lot of whatever lament or like fight, but it, it almost always resolves in some, yeah, surrender and like very hopeful outlook. I think that's probably because that's just what I long for. Like that's probably the d deepest desire of my heart is for the gospel to be real. It's, it's for Christ to feel more alive and true in me than anything else in the world. It's for me to feel like my existence is on purpose and beautiful. And uh, I, you know, it's fun. like a lot of people would maybe like it. Like if you like if you ask my friends or like my wife or something, they would maybe say that I am not pessimistic, but like I I don't people don't I, I don't think my friends walk around and be like Chad is just so hopeful. I think I am actually very, you know, I have like an intensity to me or a um. There's a, there's a sharpness to the way that I view myself or the world. I don't know if it's, if it's even a good or a bad thing, but it's there. Um, but underneath that is this very helpless, childlike human that just wants wants the gospel more than anything else. And so I, I, I don't know if I'm answering the question right, but it just 
it's sort of inevitable that the music is going to end up there because it's what I want more than anything else in the world. And it's a choice too. It's like, I just don't, life is so hard. Like I've gone through so much in my life um, up to this point that I just can't imagine kind of just sitting with it and there being, there being no hope on the other side of it. So yeah, I fight to see the truth and the hope of Jesus. Like it's, it's actually like something I choose to fight for, but it's just also something that I desire more than anything else. was chad gardner from king's kaleidoscope make sure to check out their new album king's kaleidoscope it's out now all right stay tuned up next it's your feedback You're listening to Hemlock Springs. The song is Anyone. Anyone. But it's spelled E-N-K-N-E-E and then the digit one. Anyone. Get it? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, last week, what were we talking about? Uh, it's because um, I was supposed to go see the Chicago Bean. The Bean. But I yeah. will say, Jesse talked me out of it. I made it all week in Chicago. Didn't go see it. You didn't go see the Bean? I, there were other things to do. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. It, 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 hey, you don't want to go see the bean? Google Chicago bean. That, that's exactly what it looks like. Like, I don't, this is not something, I, I don't, I don't need to rehash what I said last week. There's certain things you just don't need to see in person. Like, I get the idea. It's, 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 it's a big metal bean. So, I bet, it, it, yeah. So we asked you guys for your uh, the most overrated landmark or tourist attractions that you've experienced. You hit us up on the social medias. I don't want. I can't say X. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> at and Podcast. And uh, here's some of our replies. Or Yo, some of our Carla. Hey, Carla and Rachel. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna choose Rachel. Rachel said the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It's incredibly underwhelming, and that's literally the only thing in Pisa. Except for cheap souvenirs and overpriced, terrible pizza. Oof. Ooh, she did not like. She sounds like she had the worst pizza. time. She was, did, but yeah, but she was, was she it. in Pisa and just like, all right, we got to go see the Leaning Tower, or it's like, listen, we got to go out of the way to see this <laughs> Leaning Tower. That's again, that's my theory with the bean. 
I've seen enough pictures of that where I have a pretty good understanding. I haven't I haven't looked up the Leaning Tower of Pisa. I haven't run across an image from it, and and, and I have no idea when. I have a perfectly clear image of it in my head. If you ask me to draw it, I think I could draw a pretty good <laughs> image of it. I don't need to see it. Like if I'm in Italy kicking around, and you're telling me there's nothing in Pisa but a Leaning Tower, it just confirms my theory. Just the, the postcard. Look, that's what it looks like. Let's let's go <laughs> to Rome or something. You know what I mean? Where I can do things, not just look at stuff. I agree. I agree with you, Jesse. I feel like like going to the beam, I'm like, you're just looking at yourself. It's a reflection. It's a mirror. It's a it's a circle it, it, mirror. It looks like it, the it, guy it, from Terminator 2, just like, that's like his first form. He's just into that form. Okay. <laughs> here's, 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 I got a hot take about Leaning Tower Pisa. Okay. I don't know if you guys are ready for that. I don't know if the internet's ready for How this. How hot can we get this All take? Right. How hot's this take? It, okay. It, <laughs> Tear it down. Get it done. Because here's the thing. It's you not that remarkable. Tear it, is it down? Get rid of it. They tear has, it down. There's nothing remarkable. It's just a, It's just like a what an eight-story tower. It just happens to have a, be built on poor footing. <laughs> it's probably a safety hazard. And it, if it wasn't so old, there'd be nothing tear notable it about it. I can go down iDrive in Orlando, and there's a building that looks like it is upside down. To me, that is way... Like, it, like if there was, the, the, you know, Wonderworks. some sort of natural disaster that wiped people away that wiped humanity away Wonderworks and I Drive would be the new leaning tower of Pisa really cool. people from around the world would become you gotta see this building it's upside down they built it upside down that's what we're doing with leaning tower of Pisa the people who built it had no idea we'd be coming there speaking hundreds of years of later Orlando, speaking of Orlando David Mandel said Orlando is overrated said Disney the World has this the whole city Said Disney World has its flaws, but I quite enjoyed that. But once you leave Disney World, it's a sprawling enormity of parking lots, strip malls, and cheesy souvenir shops. It's also home of the worst barbecue I've ever had. A dry husk of over-smoked turkey outside the Citrus Bowl. He just cooked your whole city. Cameron, do you have a Cameron, do you have a rebuttal? I, I know exactly where he went. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, Did he see the upside down building? Did he see the upside down building? He, he didn't leave Kissimmee. You know, I'm like, who can, I mean, he's he literally describing. That strip that just has every, Sizzler still on that strip. I know where he got stuck. You know, I know. what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I know exactly what he's talking It's like Vegas. Dude. Orlando's Vegas to me, right, Cam? Like, yes. there's that one strip, but yeah, it's like a small down, strip. Down there. Yeah, but that's just, that's yeah, not even I Orlando. Drive. That's kind of like, like Orlando does have that's a lot of great like, things. This don't affect me because this dude didn't leave, you know, the t- cheesy tourist area. That's fine. I mean, go to any cheesy tourist area. So he got like, He didn't come to the real saying. city. He didn't I go to the you. real city. Come to my neighborhood. I'll take you to some good restaurants. You'll see a, a real town here. So anyway. Uh, so, I want to talk about Carla's real quick. Uh, she thinks Stonehenge is over really overrated. Mm-hmm. She said it's just a bunch of rocks in the ground. Cool, but expensive and long wait to look at the rocks. Drive by on the road. That's all you need. Well, what did she expect? This is on her. Like, again, you can see it in pictures, like a perfect representation of it. There, like, you can't go in Stonehenge. There's nowhere to walk. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just rocks. Like, if you can go in somewhere and have a good meal or hear some cool music somewhere, go have fun. If it's a ride, you can do something. But if you're just going to look at stuff, I just don't see the point. Yo, when they said, when she said drive by that mug, I was dead. She's <laughs> like, see it from the road. Yeah, yeah. Look, look at Max. We can tell you the communist is on uh, on Twitter. Just kidding. I'm just joking. Yo, <laughs> anything in the U.S. 
That was his response to That's that what he question. Says. Anything in the Max. U.S. Just kidding. Anything. I, I kind of want to flip this, though, because, like, all of these, I'm kind of like, yeah, they, they got a point here. But I'm trying to think what actually, in my mind, it's like, all right, what actually delivered? Like, when did I go to something, like a tourist trap? And what, it's harder to think in that case. It's harder to be like, man, went an hour out of the way to go check this thing out, and it was totally worth it. It seems like most of them fall in the category of, could have just done the drive-by. Can you guys think of one mm-hmm. times where you went to one of these tourist yeah, traps West and it Hollywood. was actually, actually worth the West time? West Hollywood was the worst thing ever. Um, just, just add, I just want to add to the worst things. West Hollywood. If you go to California, yeah, okay, okay. LA, <laughs> it's the oh they cleaned it up though. But Scientology owns everything in like West Hollywood. It's almost like um, Jehovah Witnesses in like Brooklyn. Like they own like all the big buildings in, in in Dumbo. Like in West Hollywood, it's all Scientology, and they all look like these really crazy Ron L. Hubbard buildings. And so it's the most overrated. Don't do it. Don't go to West Hollywood. It's the worst thing in the world. Another overrated thing. Everyone goes there. I don't know why. Only thing I, I can say, think I that's say, delivered is nature. Nature. Like, yeah, that, yeah. I would say that's a wonder. It's like Yellowstone, yeah, Wyoming. The, you're driving up the PCH California coastline mm-hmm. and going to Big Sur and like that, that always best, like yeah. blows my mind. Very dangerous though. There's bears, there's poison leaves and it's, you know, again, I think, I think the resolution here is just... <laughs> we all have the internet we all have tv it's great you know like we can look at cool stuff online and 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 do that i don't know i don't know i'm, Maybe I'm, I'm just... all about experiences man I, I could watch a video of disney world and that's not the same as experiencing it and riding that roller coaster myself you know i mean i don't, don't know. get me started on disney <laughs> what the anim jesse which is better disney or disney gone. world have you been to like which one do you like huh. No, I've only been to the one. I've only been to Florida, and, and listen, I haven't been to like Avatar World or or or, or Star Wars. Coming I know down, it's upgrading, but but yeah. for a long time, it, every ride was the same. It was it was uh, uh, you get on a little floating boat thing, <laughs> go through an animatronic world, That's and if true. you're lucky. There's going to be one drop. One little drop. Otherwise, otherwise, you wait in line, you get on a little boat, you go see little in it, robot Disney figures that haven't been upgraded in a while, or you go look at the future as it was envisioned in, in the 80s. <laughs> that was for a Yo, long time. Let's just be, Yo, let's be honest with ourselves. Crazy. You're like, hit, you're like, hitting like, like, you're like on a roll today. Like everything uh, you've been saying has yeah, been like fast. That's crazy. It's real talk. You're all wanted. I don't know what I, happened. People You're aren't ready it. for the yeah, truth. This is right. What do you think about that, Cam? Do you think it's people like that? Ready you, for like, it. you like Disney, right? You go kid and have fun. I, it's, it's fine. I'm not the target demographic. It's fine. You know, it's. Did, wait, I, would you, I get why I people accurate. like it. defend it because we're from uh, Florida. I, mean, I think, too. It's like our thing. Listen. Your experience at the Magic Kingdom is not inaccurate. How's that? But there is a lot more to do than your little floaty The Animal rides. Kingdom so, is dope, though. Again, nature. That's what I'm saying. Animal Kingdom is, is kind of dope. I, I love yeah, going I to remember Disney. Going. I love spending $1,000 for yeah, no man. reason. You know, it's great. <laughs> I, listen, I remember, going to, I remember going to MGM or whatever the, the $7 MGM Studios was. And, and at one point, they had the the Indiana Jones stunt ride. They still and do. Like, they still do. I saw this when I was a kid on an episode of Full House. Like you can't upgrade. Yes. I saw that episode. Like the Tanner yes. family went on one of those special crossover yeah, episodes so where like the Family Matters family they all went to Disney. You know, a TGI special Disney thing. I saw that, and then the Full House family went to Disney. It was like kind of racism there somehow. I don't know. I just felt bad. Felt weird. 
Yeah, you haven't updated the attractions since since I was watching TGIF at twelve. Like I'm in my twenties. I it, 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 I saw this as a kid. Like upgrade. There has at that point there hadn't been an Indiana Jones movie in in ten years. Like my Cameron that was my is thing laughing with Disney. through the pain right now. You have to see they've, they've the upgraded. He's, he's laughing in slow motion, which they've makes upgraded. me laugh because his, his connection is slow. So he's like this. They, they still have the stun show. He's laughing like wreck it round. They kept some of the, they kept some of the classics, but they've upgraded. The, it's like listen, I know what's going to happen. Do you do you know how I know that that actor is going to run and the boulder is going to roll over him because I saw it on Full House. They kind of ruined it, spoiled it. They did. They spoiled it. Yeah, they gave it all away. I, I would say, but they're living up to things like in Africa, going on a photo safari and seeing. But again, it's nature. I'm trying to think of any man-made occasion or uh, attractions that live up to it like museums maybe the british museum or the louvre well i was gonna say i do like art museums uh like and i think aaron mentioned as like an overrated thing is mona lisa and i do agree with that i think mona lisa is overrated specifically because right across the wall is this massive painting of jesus like speaking to the masses and like no offense to Mona Lisa, but like that is much more interesting to me and not just because i'm a christian but because it's a lot more detailed and so it like art museums are cool, but I think that there are certain pieces that get overhyped. And it's like you said, Jesse, like I saw the Mona I feel like I saw the Mona Lisa more up close on my computer than I did in real life. Yo. Because you did. Because you can so zoom small. in. Right? It's just a superior experience. It's so small. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's always smaller because we envision it being huge. So you go see the Mona Lisa, you're like, this is it? Like yeah. this is it. It's like going to Paris. I feel like every dad when they go to Paris are like, This is it. It's this is Paris. Like it's dirty. It, it looks like the set of Ninja Turtles 1. It just doesn't feel like everything's like dark and dingy and like dusty. Like, like you know, it's just crazy. But this is the main reason why when albums come out or movies come out, I don't watch them initially. Because I think sometimes we fall victim to the hype. Mm. Like, think about it. Your whole life, you're like, I have to see the Leaning Tower of Peace. You save up for it. You know what I'm saying? You take off vacation from work. And then you get there and you like, this is it? This is what all that vacation time that I just took up is for. You know what I mean? Like I think it's I think it's us more than it is the actual. Yeah, we hype, we overhype. But over-hyped. is there anybody who's like? Is there anyone who's like number one tourist attraction is the Leaning Tower of Pisa? Because I would I would want to talk to that person. Yeah, if that's their, if that's their peak, yeah, yikes! Golly, man. Yeah. But what's the history? Yeah, I, mean, I know there's I mean, history I don't know. on it. You know, maybe, I, I, think, I, think I think somebody with two different size legs. Stuff, you know what I'm saying? And, and it'll never live up to the hype. That's why I definitely just chill out when it comes to stuff. You know, you got to chill out. Hold on, Jesse. What did you just say? Just what did you just say, please? I need to hear this one more time. Jesse's been killing it today. I'm sorry. Say that again. Emily said, is there anyone out there who's Leaning Tower of Pisa's number one on their attraction list? And I said, the only person I can think of is someone who's born with two different size legs. Prescription Yo, shoes. Is they get prescription <laughs> shoes. You gotta chill. I knew a kid in high school, he had prescription shoes. <laughs> Am I gonna get in no, trouble no, for no. that? This is not off the rails. Don't worry. We probably have to add, Jamie. just edit it out. Just edit it out. Jamie. I had a friend, and he had like a thick heel. Like one foot was like this thick. 
and then the other one was normal. He always said one. She and then he was the moral black. compass of this show. This show is. Going <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just. But for real, I did have a friend. He had two different size oh legs, God. and he had this one special shoe, his prescription, and it literally was like thick. It was like one thick, like John Travolta, like 70s. And the other one was normal. And it was always New Balance. He was always. <laughs> All right. Well, there's more where that came from. Y'all, y'all have been disappointed a lot. Um, the Great Salt Lake. Somebody, somebody took on Amsterdam. Um, yeah, Statue of Liberty. I, I agree with that. I, I one time flew around the top of Mount Everest in like a tourist plane that takes you around the top. You know what? It looked exactly like you think it was. Big mountain, <laughs> really big. It's, it's huge. It's, it's, it's got big snow mountain. up there. It's, do, do you know what it does deliver? What's that? The journal. <laughs> No, it's close. Olive Garden. Here's why. Did oh. you see that couple that took their engagement couple? Their yes. engagement oh, you photos were, outside oh, man, of the you Olive said, Garden. You walked right yeah. into that. Oh my gosh. Well, no, they, yeah. they framed it like they just took it from certain angles, and it looked like they were outdoor in Tuscany, yeah. right? And like, and if I go to yes, Cracker Barrel, it, it looks amazing. like I'm in Mississippi. I get it. It's all the. It's all the aesthetic. I get it. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 I don't know when the last time you went to Olive Garden is. It is so good. Okay, man. my it wife tried like, to take me to Olive Garden weeks ago, and I. Jesse, I was grossed Jesse, out. Cut his mic off, Cameron. Literally, Jesse's sitting there saying how much he doesn't like seeing like the wonders of the world, but he's the defending Olive that Garden. Olive Garden is amazing. Is the Marty, did you say you love Olive Garden as well? No, I went to Olive Garden for the first time two weeks ago with my wife, and uh, I didn't. I was so grossed out, I couldn't eat. I was like, I'm good. I don't. I don't do this. And the, the waitress is like, What do you mean you don't do this? I don't believe in this. She's like, Chicken cutlets. I'm like. It's just, uh, it's so thin. It doesn't look right. Like my mom's Sicilian. If I ate this, she'd beat me up. You know, it's just different. You know, in my family, if you eat that, you're a traitor. It's different. J- different, Jesse. Derek when, Derek, when is the last time you've had Olive Garden? I'm curious. Listen, man, I haven't had Olive Garden <laughs> in... I haven't had Olive Garden since I started making money. That That's a long time. Well, ago. you're I, that's do yourself a favor. They have great lunch specials, ago. and they get two you in for, and out two for twenty. And I'm telling you, when you have, they, they really do. They have these great I, I, like lunch deals. I think I should deals. just get a TV dinner because that's literally all it really is. It's just, just frozen it up, pasta, it's TV it dinners. Let eat me stop up. you there. You you will take one bite of that breadstick and be like. He's right, man. This is great. Why haven't I been coming here? This is a great deal. I think, no, I think you got me like this before because you start talking about Taco Bell and I was charging my Tesla mm-hmm. and I ate Taco Bell and, and I was I, extremely frustrated. I think there's a connection Jesse, there. We do not take food reviews from you ever again. There's a connection <sighs> between the kids who don't drink anymore and Olive Garden somehow. Like that just makes sense. Like, okay. The kids that don't drink anymore in the Olive Garden. I don't know what they're connected. Somehow there's something that connects in that article to this story. I don't know. I just feel like that. It's really funny. All right. Uh, it's time for this week's... Editorial question of the week. Well, you know, th- this is a momentous occasion because Marty is officially joining. He's part of the Relevant family now. He's joining the show. So we want, uh, for the question of the week, we want you to ask yeah. Marty anything. We're going to do an AMA. Ask Marty any- anything on next week's show. So send in questions. Questions, hot, you know, hot button issues, whatever you want, whatever you want. You can ask Marty anything and we'll answer gotcha. them on next week's show. All right. Hit us up on Twitter slash X at Relevant Podcast or on threads and everywhere else we'll post this. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank King's Kaleidoscope for joining us today. Uh, make sure to check out their new album, self-titled, if you haven't already. It's great. Get, get caught up on all their stuff. They're unreal. 
Also, uh, hey, want to thank Marty for being here, joining the cast. I'm excited about this new era kicking off today. You know, stay tuned as we keep evolving the show a little bit. This is the first change. There's some more changes coming. All good stuff. Uh, you're going to start seeing more video from the show or video at all. We're going to have an entire video edition of the podcast, uh, full length, uh, available as well. We're doing some stuff. We're working on some stuff in the next uh, couple weeks. So uh, make sure to keep your eye on all that and don't miss an episode. Um, hey, uh, it's the last couple of weeks of our summer issue of Relevant. Make sure to go check it out at relevantmagazine.com. Cover story with Lauren Daigle, uh, Arizona, Drew Holcomb, Naomi Rain, um, so much more. Some great think pieces. It's available for free. Just click the magazine tab right there. And if you want a beautifully designed, ad-free, enhanced reading experience, make sure to check out Relevant Plus. It's the ad-free uh, best way to experience our content. You get an ad-free version of this podcast, an exclusive subscriber podcast, ad-free unlimited reading at the website, and like I said, an enhanced digital issue as well. Uh, plans start as low as $250 a month. You can find out all the info right there at relevantmagazine.com. All right. Uh, hey, if you like the show, if you're still listening, maybe you do. If you like the show, rate it and review it wherever you listen. It helps the algorithm. It bumps things. It uh, gets word out. And we love seeing the feedback. So, uh, yeah, give, it, give us those five stars and, and tell us your favorite Jesse story. There you go. Do that. Go do that. That'll be funny. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Marty. I'm Emily Brown. All right. We Woo! will see you on... Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. You can see it in pictures. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.